0: A.A. Beyond Belief is a podcast by, for, and about people who have found a secular path to sobriety in Alcoholics Anonymous. Hello, everybody. This is John, and I am here with Angela and Ben today. How y'all doing?
1: Great, thanks. Pretty darn good, good to be with you guys.
0: We're here to talk about how we're staying sober, what our groups are doing with the uh, situation with COVID-19. It's been really interesting to see so many um, AA groups go online. Anyway, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about. And also, you know, maybe we can give you some ideas of what you might want to do uh, during this time. Or maybe you can call in with some suggestions of what you're already doing. You can call us at 844-899-8278. Our group actually met online yesterday, and I was going to read something from yesterday's Beyond Belief, Agnostic Musings for 12-Step Life, because it was March 19th, and yesterday was March 19th, and it was really appropriate, and I didn't get a chance to read it, so I thought I'd read it now, because it's short and sweet and kind of appropriate, I think, to what we're dealing with today. So this is from March 19th, Beyond Belief, Agnostic Musings for 12-Step Life. I'm afraid of storms. For I'm learning to sail, no, I'm not afraid of storms. (laughs) For I'm learning to sail my ship, Louisa May Alcott, 1832 to 1888. Recovery arms us with the tools to adapt and improvise along the way. We gain hope and expect that we can figure out the new and more complex hardships and troubles that are bound to be part of our lives. Recovery isn't a better life. It's a better way to deal with life. We once avoided and denied. We emotionally fled or we overcompensated. In recovery, we cultivate serenity, courage, and wisdom in facing each day. We do the best we can, no matter what, the weather. Storms in life, if we're fortunate to live long enough, are likely to get more threatening, but we won't go through them alone if we don't want to nor will we go through storms ill-equipped. Still, if we are afraid, that's only natural. With open minds and open hearts, it is likely we will get through each storm and grow new coping muscles in doing so. A storm is brewing. Will I be ready? Will I know where to go for help when I need it? Isn't it true that the greatest struggles in life sometimes become my defining moments? I thought that was pretty appropriate for what we're dealing with. I don't even know where to begin this conversation. I thought I thought that this podcast would be good to talk about options for staying sober when you can't get to a face-to-face meeting and dealing with just the un, the unprecedented events that we're dealing with today. And you know what? I'm going to start with um opening the floor up to Angela. Uh, Angela, you can comment on the reading, uh, just maybe just get us going if you would. And there are twelve people um, in the room watching us. Hi, everybody.
2: Nice. Um, Yeah. So, I I guess I'll I'll start with sharing um, how um, how I'm doing with things. Um, You know, um, I thought that I was doing doing okay with it. I'm pretty pretty good at um, accepting reality. I haven't always been, but you know, I know how to do that and. and what I need to do, uh, but today uh, somebody really um, got me. Um, I was I was frustrated reading over the last couple of days. Um, people who are still attending face to face meetings. Um, so in in our area, particularly the Unitarian Fellowship, where my home group atheist agnostics and all others meet closed fairly quickly with this and so we we went online and i participated in the sober she devils online meeting secular aa meeting Um, so i had a a bit of an idea of of how to do that so i was able to set up a zoom meeting for our group which was nice and i really appreciate uh, them for being there so i could i could learn how to do it but there were a lot of people that that weren't and um, and so I've been noticing lately, you know, even as um, places like California have have the shelter in place thing going on right now. And um, there are still people that are, are doing um, meetings, face to face meetings and and saying that they they have to do it because, you know, if they don't, that their addiction will get them. You know, so it's it's basically, you know, I think, John, you said earlier, you know, which way do you want to die you know, by mm-hmm. addiction or? or COVID-19 and uh and so yeah so it, it it just really I I couldn't take it anymore and uh and so you know in my defense I I did do some of the stuff that suggested I um I talked to a friend and uh that wasn't helpful because they were as annoyed as I was um and then I did some angry vacuuming <laughs> angry um vacuuming. And, uh, yeah, and so, you know, um, and sometimes, you know, it does help. It gets the frustration out and, you know, my floors are clean. Uh, So um, after that, I still felt like somebody needed to say something because I hadn't heard anybody saying anything, you know. And so so I I posted something on Facebook, you know, and, and we all know better. Uh, most of the time and it, you know i usually don't post anything emotional or you know political or controversial on my facebook feed um i i keep it very neutral very clean but you know i, I was at the breaking point and um and so so i wrote <sighs> calling myself out here people Uh For my sober-minded Facebook friends, right now, going to any length to stay sober means staying the fuck home. (laughs) Well, I understand some of you feel if you don't have a meeting, your addiction will kill you. There are now hundreds of online meetings. You can call and talk to people or read recovery books. Continuing to meet face-to-face is irresponsible. If you're doing it because you're concerned about someone who doesn't have a phone, maybe you could start a fund to buy prepaid phones for those people. There are lots of creative options to live a sober life of integrity in physical isolation. Not doing so is selfish. Your sobriety isn't worth hundreds of lives. It's just not. If you need help finding online meetings, or are calling a meeting, or mental health services, feel free to message me. I'm happy to help with that. But if you're out physically touching shit, regardless of the distance, just because you don't want to change how you access recovery, Uh I and I changed this part um after a while. But originally I said then I hope you drink and die so that it saves lives. Um, and I thought that was a, a bit harsh. Um, you know, I, I kept it up for about four hours, I think. Um and so I I did, you know, take it down and and say, you know, just please unfriend me. Um and uh yeah, so I I, I was pissed. And uh and part of, you know, writing that is that Again, I don't usually do that. I'm, I'm generally, you know, I can go with the, the flow. And if I'm upset, I write things out. I use all the tools. Um, but part of me was hoping that people would be so shocked that they might consider what they were doing because, you know, I don't normally talk like that or react like that on Facebook
0: and you know it's a false choice anyway to right you're going to either die drinking or you're going to uh, die from COVID or whatever I mean the thing is that we're not sober because of AA or AA meetings that's not what keeps us sober in my opinion I'm sober because I am not drinking and I'm doing that the meetings that I go to provide me support so I don't drink they don't keep me from drinking they provide me support and that support is good even when i'm not in, at the meeting physically or if i can't get to the meeting for whatever reason and i'm i'm sustained through the good times and the bad times i don't always have to be in the room just to stay sober and besides like you said we have cell phones we have the internet there are so many different ways to connect with other people today that it's really not necessary to get in the rooms so yeah i've been practicing so so was it social distancing yeah yes it's not been too difficult i'm i'm fortunate i can work from home you know i i still feel connected to people uh through these meetings so how you doing ben
1: well angela i loved what you said on your facebook post that except that last line was well, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing over the line but i mean good boy. i love it love it oh man i'm i'm apt to do stuff like that sometimes too so you're not the only one for sure along the lines of that with the reading what a great reading by joe c um for yeah. that day and how um prescient i mean man. And it's right on because along with what you just said, John, it's we gain these tools and we learn that we can make it through things maybe in the past, like our brain would tell us like, you're never going to be able to quit drinking. So why even try? Or there's no way you're going to stay sober. So what the hell are you doing? Well, the truth is, I think when we're a part of a community, any community, let's say AA, we do, we get that support. We learn how to ask for support. That's part of what I learned so much of. And then that I relayed to other parts of my life. Whereas at work, I didn't have to act like I knew exactly what I was doing all the time. I could ask for help and let somebody else know that I didn't know exactly what I was doing all the time and get the help I needed so one of those recovery tools is is learning how to reach out when we're feeling isolated and and right now a lot of us are isolated through choices you know that we're making but it's it's not our own doing necessarily so those are important skills, and I know some people will, you know, want to throw the caveat out there. Well, the meeting's got to be there for the newcomer that's wandering in off the street and blah blah blah.
0: You know, Ben, I was thinking about that too. I, I was thinking, okay, I so I've been sober for a long time. I'm my life is stable. Um, I, I I've I've got access to all this different stuff
1: check your privilege john (laughs) i know but what
0: what (laughs) if what if it was 1988 and i'm in my 20s and i'm broke and i've only been sober for a couple of days or a week and i'm scared and all of a sudden there's a pandemic and there the government is advising me to isolate in order to uh, avoid a a huge catastrophe what would i do would i be okay you know what i think i would have i hope i would have done I, I think that I would say, well, it's 1988, I can pick up my phone and call somebody, I can talk on the phone, or I might just have to tough it out, you know, and just and just hang tight. I, I think that that's, those would be my options. But most of us today, that's not the deal. I mean... I know that there's some people out there who might who don't have the funds or a job or whatever to be able to afford a cell phone where they can get connect to the internet or, a, or, or internet service or something like that. But there are other ways that we can connect with people. So it's not absolutely necessary to gather face to face. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I was just kind of thinking about that. If I were a newcomer, you know, what would I do? <laughs>
2: Well, well most tr- of the new newcomers that we get um, find us via the Internet. You know? um, right. And so, yeah, so they're looking up secular or atheist meetings. And so particularly young people. So, you know, all of our, our people in their 20s found us via the Internet, not by calling up, um, you know, our local intergroup or anything like that.
1: Well, I would imagine most of the people actively out there drinking, too, are using this as an excuse to continue to do so. Not exactly looking as an excuse to get sober right before the end or whatever the heck everybody's thinking. going on. Well,
0: you know, the bars in Kansas City are closed down pretty much. They can't, um, you can't have um, a gathering more than, I don't know what, 10 people or something like that
1: yeah same thing here a friend of mine is a distributor for budweiser and he said he has sold more alcohol around this time than they do even around the fourth of july so people are stocking up in case they run out i guess uh, priorities right wow
2: yeah
1: so i don't know it's it's insanity and angela i'm gonna tell on myself too you you stuck your neck out there i'm going to too you know it's it's Easy, I think John and I were talking the other day about how this is a chance to get closer to my little kids and have together time, and it has been nice too, but my son was just being really frustrating at supper, and he was frustrating me, I should say, and put the blame on him, and I said, fucking shit, and he perfectly repeated exactly what I said at not even two years, (laughs) two years old, so I'm not exactly practicing what I preach very well, so... Um, you know, but again, this is, I mean, there were so many times where I didn't think I could do things when I was first getting sober, let alone four or five years sober, where it was like, you know, go on the first date with somebody sober. And I didn't know I even wanted to do that or could do that. And you know, you get through it and you grow through it and you get on the other side of it and you realize it's not so bad. So if you're scared, if you're sitting there and you're scared and you're at home and you don't know if you can make it through the night sober without talking to somebody and you can't get a hold of somebody. Know that, you know, just keep keep putting off that drink and you might just wake up tomorrow and realize that you made it through and you didn't think you could. So that's one of the great things about AA for me is it showed me that I can do things that my, my old perception or my old thinking wouldn't let me think that I could do.
0: We actually have 15 people uh, watching the live stream and Joshua D has written something kind of interesting. He's writing, he wrote, I've only got four months and the lack of in-person meetings is really getting to me i already worked from home and lived online so aa meetings were my first real social outlet a reason to get dressed and go outside i guess i'm part partly i'm feeling like i might as well relapse and wait until this is over to rejoin since almost everyone has a relapse anyway really want to drink wow hang in there joshua what do you guys have to say to josh
1: well i, I guess i'll go first yeah. i would say hang in there too like john said and i would say it's also and this isn't to beat up on you joshua but it's it's you know it's the example of that brain looking for any rationalization and justification for why why to take that next drink and i mean given the way our brain is in that state it makes sense but you know where we, where this whole thing starts and where the ball gets rolling is challenging that thought, pushing back against that thought. You're sitting here listening to three people who've been sober a while. So we're a little bit away from that, that last drink and it does get easier, but I understand where you're at and it's tough. So now's a great opportunity to keep pushing back on that thought because if it's not now, if it's not this, it's, it could be something else. And if you make it through this big thing and you keep doing it one day at a time, I mean, holy cow, you've built up a lot of Endurance and a lot of grit that you can take forward with you. Um, so, you know, there's options out there, but man, I feel you. I get it. I get that thinking, and you are not alone, and don't feel bad for feeling that way either.
2: Yeah. And what I think of is that, you know, you said you have four and a half months of sobriety. Um, and you 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 work at home so you you know kind of already know this lifestyle you can help a lot of people you're you know uniquely qualified to be able to help newer people in recovery because you know some of us who have some time some people can't relate to that you know people who are in their first 30 days or you know first 60 days they're going to relate more to you and what you're doing to stay sober than they might to us and so you know i would suggest that if you're not part of um any of the the online, you know, Facebook groups, um, secular AA Facebook groups or AA Beyond Belief, um, that you that you get involved with that, because there are people that that need you to to stay sober, and in doing that kind of service, it'll help you stay sober as well. So I appreciate you being honest and, and sharing that with us.
0: Yeah, me too. You know, we had somebody call in and they hang up. So call back in if you want to. You can call us at 844-899-8278. Um, it might take me a little while to get to you when on the phone, but we'll answer. And uh, you can still listen to the podcast while while you're on hold.
1: Uh, and along the lines of what Angela said, if you've got some phone numbers with some other people that you've met in AA or even just a close friend who maybe just understands you a little bit, don't hesitate to reach out because just what Angela said, you know, uh, everybody needs that connection. And I think you never know the other person on the other end of that phone might appreciate you calling more than you needing to call them so some of these early skills are, are getting over some of those fears and not wanting to be a burden on anyone and and learning how to reach out and just tell someone hey i'm not doing so okay right now would you mind talking with me for a while i mean that is that is a great a great relationship skill to learn and it's a it's certainly a great sobriety uh thing to learn it's it's tough to do but man like Angela said, the person on the other end of that call might need you more than you need them.
0: Gail L has uh, a nice comment too. She says, I think change in general is really difficult and that's why some meetings are slow to close. But my brick and, bo- and brick and mortar meeting closed and we created a Zoom meeting to replace it and it went quite well. I think a lot of groups are experiencing that. Angela, your group is doing Zoom meetings now, isn't it?
2: Yeah, we, um, we started our first Zoom meeting was on Tuesday um, and it went well. And it, yeah, it wasn't wasn't too difficult for people to to learn i i think the the platform is pretty user-friendly there's just you know a couple of things to to figure out the the mute and the the video part and you know the video part's optional um so yeah we we usually only meet once a week and we decided to up that to twice a week so we're doing tuesdays and thursdays at 7 p.m now and uh Uh, yeah, I actually really enjoy zoom meetings. You know, I find that, you know, while some people think it's impersonal, I find it more personal, you know, kind of to see people in their natural habitat, (laughs) you know, and I just feel, you know, a little more close, I guess, to the secular community as a whole because I'm seeing people from all over the world um, that are uh, that are coming in and and that are sharing and talking and all you know uh, different sobriety links and different kinds of sobriety and and people who pray and people who don't pray and meditation and not meditation and um, people who are used to working at home and people who are struggling with it and so I'm you know I'm enjoying the Zoom experience for. getting getting to know people and I feel like it's enhancing my sobriety but I definitely understand that it's a it's a change for a lot of people and that change can be difficult and uh, but you know uh, the meeting I attended this morning was on adaptation and I you know I think alcoholics are are you know, are good at adaptation, you know, they don't like it, you know, but we've already had to adapt to a different way of life from what we were doing in order to get sober. Um, you know, many of us had to change, you know, our people, places and things, um, and all of that in order to, you know, get sober and start living the sober life, you know, uh, now I'm much more responsible than I was when I was drinking. And, and so I'm grateful to be sober so that I can get through this in a responsible way, other than, you know, the emotional uh, <laughs> acting mm-hmm. out on facebook but uh yeah angela, um, we so- got a caller in can i take that call Ooh, cool. yeah absolutely let's see
0: how this works hello how are hello, you hello john who is this
3: this is bobby c over here in huntington oh. beach <laughs> hey bobby how are you
0: so ben and angela can you hear bobby oh, we yeah. can. Oh, okay that's working
3: bobby. angela ben John, it's just great being able to do this. This is, this is unbelievable. So go ahead. Oh. Ask, the, ask the way the could just talk. You want me to just say some things?
0: Well, how you, how are you coping? How are you coping with this deal? Are you going, you're not going to face-to-face meetings. What are you doing?
3: Okay. So remember the meetings I was, I was talking about over step past recovery. We, uh, I called up and, and kind of put a pause on it uh hiatus and uh called everybody tried to email as many people as i can and uh kind of discontinued the face-to-face meeting because of the social distancing you know i'm a, I'm a little older older aged maybe more acceptable so i did that for me and uh but we're, we're creating i was just talking to uh, uh patrick one of the smart uh, facilitators that uh I I I I like link up with and, and host uh, with him one of the smart meetings and um, we're going to get on the Zoom. We're going to start doing some Zoom conferencing, some Zoom meetings. We're going to kind of uh, you you're, you used to inspired me. You know, this is this is the chance for me to be inspired to to change. It, it's it's I'm looking at it as, as an opportunity. You know, every adver ad, ad, ad what do they say uh, uh, adversity there's a a equal seat of uh, equivalent benefit. So I'm using that, I'm taking this time to do something productive in my house. I'm studying and uh, becoming a uh, certified uh, smart facilitator you know, along with uh, being in Alcoholics Anonymous, which is a uh, it, it works both ways. You know, and the the secular, uh, this uh, my secular recovery, my secular sobriety, and AA Beyond Belief, is expanded my horizon, and it it brought. It, I'll tell you what, it actually brought purpose back into my life. You know, and I and I'm grateful for that for for you guys doing that.
0: Well, Bobby, thank you so much for calling. You, I really appreciate that. And, you know, you brought up an interesting point there about how, some, how something good is going to come out of this for you. And I think that something good or something different anyway is going to come out for all of us. I was talking to Angela and I think that when this thing is all done, you know, that some things are going to be different. Number one, a lot of people and a lot of companies are going to learn that we can work from home. (laughs) And then secondly, a lot of people in AA are going to learn that you can have meetings online. What do you think about that, Angela? You think that, how do you think, and Bobby, I'm going to let you go so another person can call in. But thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Bobby. yes.
3: Angela, Ben, John, thank you. I'm going to hang up and continue listening. All right. Be well, my friend. Take care, Bobby. So, what do you think, Angela, uh, do you think
0: you're going to see some permanent change or more online meetings when this is all said and done?
2: Oh, definitely. I, I think that it, it's. it's uh, the online meetings are here to stay. Um, I, I think we'll still meet, you know, in person as well. Um, there, but you know, I'm also one of those yes and so you know, do smart recovery, do secular AA, do you know, refuge recovery, whatever. You know, the more, um, the better. I think the more people who can who can get some help. Um, my hope is that um, what happens with AA is that you know more people will start reading the history of it. You know, now that they have time and they're not, you know constantly um in meetings you know and and just influenced by the rhetoric in the meetings like you know maybe reading some of the history of AA and they'll start to understand you know um how things went down and um and that it might change some of the rigidity in AA I mean it has to already do you but- think
0: that studying the history of of the program will actually help people be more uh, progressive in their thought about how we should Um, conduct ourselves?
2: Yeah, well, so, uh, like, one of the things I saw was um, people have been inviting me to all sorts of online, you know, and Facebook recovery groups, and in one of them, um, a bunch of people were upset because TMZ had uh, done a segment on AA meetings you'd utilizing Zoom and um and that you know people were upset saying that it violates the eleventh tradition and that you know it's advertising and, and all of this stuff. <laughs> and uh and I, I was just like, oh man, you know, would you guys please just read some of, of the history of AA and understand, you know, but yeah, anyway, so that's my hope is that maybe you know they'll start reading some additional literature and understand a little more the the workings. And so then you know, even when we go back to brick and mortar um, as some will, it'll it'll be a less rigid program. So
3: Cool.
0: We got another caller? I will take that call now.
2: Hello, how are you?
4: Hey, John. This is uh, Jaron from Madison. How you doing?
0: Oh, hey, good. Another good friend, Colin. How you doing today?
4: Oh, just working, sanitizing the school. I'm on my break right now. I'm glad to hear your podcast, so I figured I'd give a call.
0: So, how you uh, how you faring through all of this?
4: You know, um, I was going to ask. Kind of, are you more scared of like the virus? I'm more scared. It seems like most people I talk to is just the panic and the pandemonium of our society as a whole. And when I would see like the posts of people like, you know, just going through and rioting essentially in these grocery stores and the hysteria, that's when I got really anxious. And now I'm starting to kind of calm down. Um, so it's just like, it's kind of disappointing seeing just the self-centeredness and just, you know, that just the ugliness of our society just being amplified by this whole situation. I mean, has that kind of been your guys' feelings?
0: You know, it's interesting when you, you mention fear because I uh, I haven't really, I haven't thought that I was afraid. But from Monday through Thursday, while I was working, I would have the news on all Day long, and it made me very anxious. I mean, I I just felt like I was so up, I just I was so uptight. I, I I wouldn't know how to how to describe it, but just anxiety, I guess. So today, when I worked, I didn't have the news on, and I had more positive thoughts. I didn't have that anxious feeling. So I, I just kind of realize you know, I need to every once in a while turn it off. You know, I want to know what's going on for sure. But there are some times when I need to turn it off. I am also a little bit bothered by some of the panic. You know, I, I, it really upsets me that there's no toilet paper in the stores. <laughs> ben, what, what what are your thoughts on this subject of fear and just the human reaction of panic?
1: Oh, for sure. It's like as much as I want to use logic, I find myself falling into it once in a while, too. It's difficult, but you know, most of my fear, and I'm sure a lot of us feel the same way. It's not so much if I get the virus, but if I got the virus and gave it to my 83 year old mother who has COPD, you know, and then this is probably going back to, I guess, a character defect. I'll use that word, but my judgmentalism kicks in kind of the lines of what Angela was talking about that. I just want to tell everybody, stay the fuck home. What in the fuck are you doing? And like you said, John, it's, it just shows me just how self-centered we can be. And I get it, you know, I get the biology of it. And I get the way the brain reacts when you perceive that there's scarcity. I was talking to my brother and he lives in rural uh, rural Nebraska. And so he was kind of, he's very conservative and I tend to be a little bit more liberal. And he was talking about how his neighbor was telling him about back in the Dust Bowl days, his neighbors passed on since then, but, and how up here in the small country, you know, everybody helped each other and we all banded together. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's easy to say that. But like, if you're in New York city, you know, like they've done this with rat studies when there's more people around you and you have a logical sense of scarcity going on, people are going to behave a little bit quote worse. So I guess, you know, maybe this, maybe this whole connection that we all have, uh, digitally, makes almost amps up the the perceived scarcity, you know? And I know when I went to Costco a few days back, we needed something and I went out and they were limiting, you know, don't buy more than one case of eggs or this or that. And it's it's nice to see that kind of stuff go on. But it it is the, the thing that annoys me about getting back to the question. I'm sorry, I talk too much and ramble on too much. When I see just how quickly we shift into like such self-centered thinking and that the things that we worry about aren't necessarily the things we should be worrying about, like toilet paper. I mean, geez, grab a rag and wipe your butt and wash the rags if you have to. I mean, you know, it's like, It gets so self-centered that we worry about, about certain things, but yet, you know, we don't think twice about the fact that it's not about me getting it. It's about grandma getting it or whoever else getting it. And that's, that's where I get, you know, and then, but yeah, it's easy to pick up that anxiety. Like you were talking about John and watching TV and being like, Whoa, it's up over this number now. And to have your certain thoughts confirmed and then it's like whoa you know.
0: Angela what are your thoughts?
2: Um yeah I'm I'm much more of the uh, concerned about um, passing the virus on uh, to people who um uh are either you know medically vulnerable. My mom um, too has COPD, and so um, during this, I've moved in with her um, to be a, a caregiver for her, um, so that we have a little bit of a buffer between her and the outside world, and that's different, um, you know. So a, a whole different adjustment with that. Um, and my partner is bringing us groceries and and um, things like that, so that uh, so that yeah, we can try to to make a little bit of a of a buffer for her. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not just her um part of my home group about i don't know between seven and ten people are work in the health profession and so they're nurses and um and things like that and so as the stuff is is going to ramp up um i'm concerned about them because those people are getting it and and some of them are young and you know not making it um Mm -hmm. and so i'm i'm not you know um trying to be pessimistic i'm I'm being realistic and uh, my partner is um he's he's kind of like sheldon only less charming um Mm -hmm. and uh he's been monitoring this since january so we bought some toilet paper in january and some some extra things um but they were things we're using anyway so we didn't like stock up or hoard but we've been watching that and he's he made a chart of how it compared to MERS and SARS. In January and so yeah so I've been aware of this kind of stuff um, of what could happen since then so there is part of me that I think is is a little bit calmer um, for as far as you know supplies and things like that because I I, you know knew kind of what was coming from my partner.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you guys still have school going on up in Wisconsin? Uh, No we're just
4: disinfecting stuff right now and uh, doing our best to you know our part and we're by ourselves so we got a social distancing thing set up here um so you know uh, but Our kids aren't in school, and that's another, you know, frustrating thing is I got to be a full-time teacher during the day, then I got to work at night, and then, um, you know, it's just a mess with the kids academically, and uh, so there's a lot of stress going on. I'm happy for the podcast so that I can get a little bit of meetings uh, or, you know, fellowship. I was wondering, I've never done Zoom. I don't know anything about it, so for us tech-challenged people, can you kind of explain what it is and how we can go about using that platform?
0: Sure, that's a good question. And we're we're actually using it now for the stream. But Zoom, uh, you will find it at zoom.us. That's Z-O-O-M.us. And it's very easy to use. Most of the groups that are having online meetings, they're using the paid version, the pro version, which costs like $15 a month, maybe $16 a month. And that allows you to have any number of people in the meeting and you can go for an hour. And basically you can access the meeting from a PC or a Mac or a phone, um, a tablet, any kind of device whatsoever. In fact, you can even call in by phone, not even necessary to use the Internet, I guess, and um, have the meeting that way. And generally you're just on a, oh, if you've ever had a conference call or something that's, you know, you're on a screen and it's audio video. Um, you don't have to have the camera on. You can see people. It's kind of a nice, it's a very easy way to have a meeting. And it's it's nice because you can see the people you're interacting with. Angela actually belongs to a group, the Sober She Devils. And it's really interesting. These online meetings are seeing a huge spike right now, of course, in the number of attendees. And Angela might be able to tell you a little bit more of what it's like in a um, online meeting because she goes to more of them than I do
2: um, yeah sure um, so with zoom um, like you said that it, it's pretty easy uh, to use and if you're concerned about um, logging on with a computer or a device again you can call in there's a, a phone number um, and then if you're using your telephone like that then uh, if you're using your phone app as a phone um, <laughs> you do star six to mute yourself and star six. To unmute yourself, and that's really the main thing for calling in on a phone is is being able to do that. Because if you don't mute yourself, then we can hear things in the background, and it can create some static. Um, but otherwise, you know, anybody can set these up. Um, John mentioned that there's you know uh, different pro accounts, and that's what actual meetings or groups are doing. But for the individual, it's free, and so you just yeah you just can sign up and you know do your email and a password, and um, and it's free, and so you don't. Have Have to you know pay anything for it? And um, when you log in, uh, my experience in these meetings is that um, people usually it takes them a little bit to you know figure out where they are and and what's going on. And then when you want to talk, you you know unmute yourself either again on your phone with a star six or um, on the mute button on your screen. And uh, and you talk for a little bit, and then you you press mute, and then you know people say thank you, or depending on how big the meeting is, they don't, and move on to another person. Um, In some meetings, um, like you said, several of the, well, I think all of the secular AA Zoom meetings right now are getting um, 100 people, Um, and that's the max that we can get um, on these meetings, yeah, because as soon as, you know, meetings started to close down, people went online to find out what, you know, what they could do and our meetings have been going for a while you know we've been doing this for, for several years and so we come up and so we're getting a lot of people a lot of uh, people who aren't secular you know who don't know what secular is um but it's been really good for everybody i think um you know to practice patience and tolerance yeah you i know, noticed
0: that i was at the sunday meeting and um normally it's a smaller meeting i don't go out that often but it's normally a smaller meeting and they're all people that are part of the secular aa community the last one i went to, they're were like 70 people there and they were people from all kinds of different AA groups not necessarily secular and I found that so cool because we all got along just fine
2: (laughs) yeah and they're extremely grateful I mean that was one of the things that I've noticed is that they're extremely grateful um to have this outlet um uh, so many people need it and um so, um, yeah, so we're, you know, having to adapt to um, in our, our secular Zoom meetings um, because of the numbers, um, you know, so we're trying to figure out, you know, how, you know, we can either split the meetings. There are different things um, that Zoom offers for us to be able to do. We've just never had to do them before. So we're having to learn how to to do it. And and um, and then the the specific meetings, like the women's meetings and the men's meeting, you know, closed meetings, um, uh, generally for the women's meeting, we, anybody who calls in by phone, we need to have them identify so that we know it's a woman. Um, They are someone who identifies as women. And um, it and that meeting has had problems with um with trolls coming in and being inappropriate um and i think even like one guy pretending to be a woman um but you know um just to to um do inappropriate things um and uh and so you know with all of these people coming in um they can't or it's hard to do that it takes up quite a bit of meaning time to have each of these people identify so um the they're trying to figure out how to be able to do that. So, if there's anybody listening to this who is an expert in Zoom and might have some ideas on um, how we might be able to um, do that better so that it doesn't take up as much meeting time. So, you know, basically, how can we qualify people who are calling in to make sure that they are people who identify as female and have a desire to stop drinking? Um, so, if you have any ideas on that, um, yeah, call or uh, you can call in now or um, you can email me at uh, Angela B. Boise at gmail.com. And, um, and we'd appreciate that.
4: So one more quick question then I'm going to hang up and get back to work. Uh, where do we find the schedules for the meetings that we can listen to? And if we can't listen to them, do they get recorded and posted so we can listen to the meeting as a whole, like a speaker type thing or so with that, I'm going to let you go and I will listen to the answer. Hey, thank you, Jaron. All right, guys. Thanks.
0: The answer is no, not, not the online AA meetings. They, they aren't recorded. They're, they're private and they're not posted out there um to listen to later
2: yeah they're encrypted and and um you know yeah so um so they're not um and you can go to secularaa.org in order to and then there's a a link for all the online meetings um that uh, that we support um so those will be on there and then you just have to click on the the meeting link and that will take you to zoom and um, zoom will guide you to the registration process so that you can um, become you know a part of that meeting there are other sources too go ahead ben i'm I'm sorry
1: well otherwise you probably just need to get on a list from some people you maybe know from a home group around your local area too that's you Mm -hmm. know it's not always easy to find them i suppose but on on the facebook groups and secularaa.org yeah you can find them there
0: and other resources you got the secularaa.org You have the online intergroup, just Google that, and they have all kinds of different AA meetings. You have another um, website called uh, In the Rooms, which has been going on for a long time that has online meetings. You can go to your area or district website, and I bet you anything, they're starting to list online meetings. I know our area, Area 39, is starting to do that. Um, You can call your um, intergroup or central office. They probably are gathering different online meetings that are popping up in those areas. So yeah, there's just Google online AA meetings, and I'm sure that you're going to find something. And now let's see what else we've got going on here. Uh, There was someone who made a comment. Pat made a comment that he really likes the Podcast episodes that feature either Ben or Angela—that they make the podcast so much better. You're right well, about that. That's Pat. nice to hear. <laughs> oh,
2: thanks. You know, it's nice
0: to have it's nice to have Angela and Ben on, and it, I, it's it's great to have this opportunity to do these live streams. This is something that I just kind of learned about this year, and I thought that you know during this period of time, which might be going on for several months, that um, every Friday we'll do this live stream. You know, it's it's an opportunity for us all to get together and talk about whatever the hell's going on. You know, maybe this, the, the COVID thing won't be the, the topic of the day, hopefully all the time, but it, it's kind of nice to to have this. And I'm I'm so pleased to see right now we have 18 people um, watching the stream live, and that's the most we've ever had. And people actually calling. It just it just warms my heart.
1: It's nice to have a little like recovery AA talk that doesn't center around something. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just people chatting.
0: Yeah, that is kind of cool. It's this technology that we have is pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, and it, it is nice to hear that it it's helpful to people because they're definitely uh, you know I don't know about BIM, but I know times when John and I were doing a podcast that we were like I don't know if anybody's going to get anything out of this, but we enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. it was like a meeting for us. But I, I was in a, a meeting, uh, one of the large ones I think on Thursday um, that had a hundred people, and um and so I got called on uh, to introduce myself and. Um, i started talking and then somebody typed in the chat that um, i i recognized your voice as soon as you started talking from the aa beyond belief podcast and uh and so yeah so i thought that was fun yeah
0: That, that is amazing well gosh i think i'm kind of running out of things to say does anybody want to call in do you have any questions or comments
1: I had a little comment too angela. You're talking about how it's a good a good chance to challenge your own idea of rigidity and and just you know get out of the rut of doing the same thing over and over again. It makes me think of like times I'd go back to my old home group and if you sat down in somebody 's chair who I sat in the same chair, it was like you just ruined the vibe for the whole meeting or something, so I mean. This is a good thing, I think, for, you know, again, I don't like everything happens for a reason, obviously. But like John said, something good can come out of these really, really, really crap situations. And, you know, get your house cleaned out, get get the task done that you've been putting off forever that kind of stuff i think getting out of that rut and that rigidity is is a real key for people who struggle with addictions and alcoholism
2: and i think learning either new routines or starting to develop routines one of the things in recovery for me has been to and you know and i don't like the language of it but really it's to be more disciplined um and so like you know i make my bed every morning and that's something that i'm continuing to do through this because it it gives me a sense of um I don't know, balance, I mm. guess, of the, you know, okay, I made my bed this morning and you know, I, I accomplished at least one thing. And, um, and it's part of keeping things, you know, even keel for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so developing, you know, some routines, um, I think is helpful. Something for my mom is she, she, you know, kind of like some people do med- meditation, she, you know, is a, a church person. So she does like a little Bible study and journaling and stuff. And that's helping her, you know, stay in sync with what, you know her her values are, and and the person that she wants to be, and and we can continue to do that through this. It's just a, you know a kind of an adjustment period right now of of understanding and coming to acceptance mm-hmm. that we have to change. Yeah, and let's that, make it a
1: little bit of order for ourselves, you know, and in yeah. controlling what we can, and and you know, control issues aren't always great, but it's good it's good to have them on some level where we can you know keep a little bit of order around ourselves too, so we don't go too off the deep end about anything.
0: And you know, as as Jaren pointed out, of course, there's there's always negative human behavior but there's also some positive things that come out of people too you know i know myself i'm personally trying not to let this change me in a bad way i'm really trying to appreciate all the people in my life that make life worth living and i notice when i go around my neighborhood, walking my dog, there's more people out and about now because of the, at a social distance, at a distance,
3: but there's more people <laughs> out
0: because they're they're home, you know? And everybody really makes a point of saying hello and smiling and more so, and maybe I'm just noticing it more than I did before, but I, I kind of like that.
1: There are a few people when I'm out taking a walk around the lake who think you can get COVID by looking at each other, I believe. <laughs> 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 they know people won't look up at all. yeah Yeah.
0: so this has been wonderful we're going to do this every every friday and uh thank you so much for listening thank you so much for watching or listening to the live stream and for your comments and for your phone calls it is such an honor to do this this has just been the thrill of a lifetime i just love doing this and i'm so grateful for all of you for giving me this opportunity and thank you ben and angela it's just wonderful talking to you every single time So uh, we'll just make this a regular Friday routine. If y'all can make it, that's wonderful.
1: Sure. Yeah, thank you. Nice to talk with you too, Angela.
2: Yeah, you too, Ben.
1: And that does it. That's another
0: episode of AA Beyond Belief, the podcast. Thank you everybody for listening. I want you all to take care, get to meetings online. There's plenty of them out there. And uh, there's plenty of podcasts too, by the way. Okay, signing out. Take care.